Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. Chapter 16, the Daiva Asura Sampad Vibhag Yoga. The Yoga of Divine and Devilish Estates. And as we have seen, these are the qualities of my mind. These are the estates which I have acquired from my convictions, my experiences, and my actions. In the beginning, we have seen all the divine estates of my mind, which is abhayam, fearlessness, charity, compassion, not having any arrogance. All these are very, very common and universal in all cultures and religions and any value systems. These values or this estate, these qualities of a choir in my mind, will liberate me from my limitations, ignorance, and take me to my ultimate goal, which is happiness. My unbroken, unending happiness, which is the quest of my life. My entire life I'm trying to achieve happiness and avoid unhappiness. And acquiring these qualities and then acting in this world. So the qualities of my mind will decide or determine the type of desires or the vasanas I will have. These desires, when they are divine, I will have a divine actions. These actions obviously will result in results which are more conducive and will liberate me from unhappiness and ignorance and limitations. But then in my ignorance about where my happiness lies... I do things which are contrary to my goal of achieving happiness. And those are, we have described as asuric tendencies, non-divine, demonic, devilish tendencies. And these are not that I have purposely acquired or purposely done so, but in my ignorance with the good intentions I acquired this. I only heard, I have not read by the Rolling Stones. One of the statement is, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. With all the good intentions, I end up in a hell. All my life, my pursuit is to achieve happiness. But everything I do ends up in a situation where I feel like I'm in a hell. And those are the Actions and qualities which are described in the entire chapter saying that dambha, hypocrisy, you know, darpa, arrogance, all these qualities my mind when acquire, it becomes demonic. I'm showing something which I'm not 
hypocrisy of you know showing off which i do not have so those things eventually even though i'm doing it to be happy eventually leads me to unhappiness we have gone through the all these qualities which makes me unhappy but i consider that they will make me happy as asuric tendencies and as we have discussed these qualities i describe not to label others but to introspect my own mind and see what mood my mind is in is it in a divine mood or a demonic mood this introspection at every moment and every day and every month and every year will gradually let me get out of this asuric tendencies and take me to more divine tendencies to achieve my goal so where does the demonic qualities come from i was born a pretty naive baby and then gradually i have become what i never wanted to become trividham narakasya idam dwaram i can complain and say i don't know my life is falling apart i am in hell i don't know how i ended up in this situation i tried very hard i've done all the good thing all the good intentions all my life but i am in a hell bhagwan said this is what happened in your life trividham the three gates of hell which you have entered through are kamaha krodaha tatha lobaha tasmad etat trayam tyajet kama desire lust krodha anger and loba greed these are the three gates through which you entered through this hell which you are in without knowing so the first one starts with the kama and kama is the root cause of all my problems as bhagwan buddha said take care of the disease of desire and everything will be okay the disease of desire which i have the kama i'm constantly thinking if i achieve this if i get this i accomplish this i acquire this i'll be happy so this starts with kama a desire a simple attachment and when we have seen chapter 2 bhagavad gita it says constantly thinking about something creates attachment attachment then creates desire desire will create delusion so we start with the desire and then when we try to pursue that desire if we do not accomplish that we have anger i tried very hard i was really eligible for it fit for it but the world is unfair people are discriminating therefore i'm not getting it so i'm angry at the society angry at the people so anger from the desire because the non fulfilled desires create angers when there are times i will desire something i pursue and i will get it so now what happens is well i'll be happy but the side effect of that happiness is i want to experience it over and over and over again and repeat it that creates the loba the greed i don't want to succeed one time i want to succeed next time and next time and next time every time i want that so that creates greed this greed eventually leads me to failure and i'm back to the anger again so this vicious cycle of this pursuit of desires 
either failure or success creates either anger or a greed because I don't have control over my desires and my mind puts me into this hell which I am in. So, Trividham, Narakasya, Idam, Dwaram. These are the three gates through you enter the hell you are in. Nobody else forced you into it. Nobody was doing anything. You yourself entered through it. So now, Etai Vimuktaha Kamuteya Tamo Dwarehi Tribihi Naraha Acharati Atmana Sreyaha Tato Yati Param Gatem So now complimenting the people who have avoided these three gates. You could be in a better situation by simply avoiding these three pitfalls in your life. Etaihi Vimuktaha one who is liberated from this Kama, Krodha and Loba. And then obviously we always get into this discussion, how can I live without desire? Well, that then I'll be like a dead body and I'll be completely passive and I won't achieve anything. All it simply says is, do not fall into this trap of Kama morphing into anger or the desire morphing into greed. As long as desire remain at desire level, it's benign. We have learned this story about Nilakanta. Happens to be my name. The story is about Shiva was given poison. When the poison came out of this churning of ocean, nobody wanted to take it. Neither Devas nor the Dhanavas. They ran to Mahadev and said, you drink it. Obviously, he said, okay, nobody wants it. I have to take it. He takes it. And then his wife runs and says, if you drink it, you will be poisonous. So stop it. He stops it in his neck. Now he spits it out, the world will become poisonous. He swallows it, he himself becomes poisonous. So what does he do? He just keeps it in his neck. Therefore his neck became blue. Therefore his neela kanta. Neela means blue. Kanta, neck. The philosophical symbolism here is, there will be desires and ideas in your heart which are not conducive, which are evil in nature. I feel like slapping my boss. But then the Neil content me says, not good for you, Neil. You can't slap your boss. I have the desire. I don't let it come out as an action. But I also don't let it go down in my psyche to make me paranoid about it. So that's called killing the desires at that point. So when I have these desires, I keep it at its level. If it gets fulfilled, fine. If it doesn't get fulfilled, fine. I move on to my next step in my life. That will liberate me from the side effects of this desire. And then you will be in equilibrium. So then you move on from one desire to another without having ever become angry or becoming greedy. Accept the world as is, which is presenting to you itself. world is presenting to me what it is. It's me who is now reacting. Obviously it creates a lot of problems for me. So the financial planners, what do they say? Just consistently have a plan and stick to it no matter what the situation is but the most difficult thing to do. But this is exactly what Bhagavan says. So, etaihi vimuktaha, those who are freed from this, 
triology of desire, anger, and greed. Tamodvarehi, which are the three gates of darkness. It seemed like I'm going to make progress going through this. If I accomplish, get all my desired objects, I'll be making progress. But it's a gate to the darkness, Bhagavan Atmanasreya. But he is not sitting now. So, no desires, no actions. So, I am a passive person. Acharati Atmanasreya. He is not sitting idle. He is acting actively in his life. But what he is doing? He is doing which is good for himself. Acharati Atmanasreya. Shreya, that is good for me. Now, obviously, when I thought that accomplishing all these desires is good for me. But in Sanskrit, there are two words, Shreyas and Prayas. And as Swamiji explained, in English, there is no equivalent of Shreyas. Only what is equivalent is Prayas. What feels good is good. Shreyas may not feel good right now, but it is good for me. Shreyas is something is not only good for me, but it's good for everybody around me. So right now, me not taking medication feels good, but I don't have to do anything. Or me not exercising is probably good for me because I have more time to watch TV. But it's truly not Shreyas. It's truly not good for me. It may be pleasurable, but not good for me. Something which actually may be painful right now as to get up and do exercise but it is good for me not only is it good for me it's good for my family if i live longer they probably will have more support so sreyas is something which is not only good for you and it not only feels good for you but is good for you in a long term to achieve your goals and also is good for the society so me achieving something does not deprive others of something else me acquiring a company and, and closing down the factory and laying off everybody is good for my company because I made profit. May not be good for the people of that town. So that may be prayas, but not shreyas. Shreyas is without any doubt good for everybody. So Bhagavan says, Acharati Atmana Shreyaha. Such a person who is liberated from this desire, anger, and greed trilogy will be actively working in this world for the actions which are good for his self. Yati param gatim, and therefore he achieves the supreme goal. And what was the supreme goal? Happiness without any break, a continuous happiness. And if there is continuous happiness, obviously I would not know what unhappiness is. And therefore it is not called happiness, but it is called bliss. Continuous state of equanimity, my mind will be in bliss. The next verse says, Yasastra vidim utsrajya vartate kamakarataha nasasiddhim avapnoti nasukham naparamgatim so how do I know what is Shreyas for me? What is good for me? Because every time I have done something wrong, I have always thought I am doing good. Neil, why did you do Well, at that time I thought it is good for me. 
So, I have never done anything which is, I am going to do this because it is not good for me. Never a time in my entire life of this 65 years. But the time I did not heed the advice from my elders. I said, Neil, not good for you. Going to see a movie just a night before your exams is not really a smart thing to do. But at the time I said, oh, there's a whole night and after I'll come back around 12 o'clock and then after that 12 to 5, I'm going to prepare. So don't worry, I'm going. Not realizing the capacity of my body and mind, I obviously did not have enough strength to study after I came back from the movie. At the time, I did not heed the advice from the others who had the knowledge, who had the experience and who had the wisdom to tell me what is good for me. All the time I cannot follow the advice of my mind because my mind is not that wise. I have to heed the advice of others who have the wisdom. In this case, the yes, sastra vidim utsrajya. Those who are ignoring the advice and the prescription in the sastras, the, the scriptures. You can say, well, this is a commercial. Okay? Commercial for the sastras again. Read our sastras, otherwise... No, it says, it is the collective wisdom of your ancestors. I tell my son, don't do this. My father told me the same thing. I mean, his father told him the same thing. Prepare for your life. Pay attention to the education. So that becomes a sastra. We all know the education will liberate you. Smart is new rich or something I hear the new slogan. So, all these are considered sastras, the collective wisdom of the human race, of my culture, is the sastras. In our culture, obviously, we have sastras with the Vedas and Upanishads and Puranas. And that is condensed into Bhagavad Gita. Sastra Swamiji describes that which gives me the knowledge about the Brahma Vidya. Brahma Vidya the knowledge about my supreme self is the sastra. So the sastra which liberates me from all my limitations, the injunctions and prescriptions of those sastras, if I follow and live my life accordingly, then obviously I will achieve my goal. But if I do not do that, what will happen? He said, Nasasiddhim avapnoti. I'm working hard to achieve something. I'm driving as fast as I can at 90 miles an hour. And I want to go to New York. And triple A triptych. And my GPS says you should be on 95 north. But I am so wise. Because I say, well, there is a lot of traffic on 95 north. Let me go 95 south. <laughs> no matter how hard I try, I'll end up in somewhere else, not where I want to be. The Bhagavan said, Sastra vidim utsrajya. My GPS said, take this exit, but I said, no, no, I know what I'm doing. So I do not follow that. Nasa siddhim avapno, he does not accomplish anything. My goal was to go to New York, I end up in Florida. And I said, why did it happen? That's because, Neil, you did not listen to 
GPS. Well, now there's this GPS. 20 years ago, we had triple A strip tech. Then obviously we were going somewhere and wife is typically in charge of the trip tech and you are driving. And she says, you, you don't want to take this road. No, no, no. I, I know. I know what I'm doing. And there will be then a fight, you know, because we end up somewhere else and said, well, I told you not to do that. Only problem was I'm not following up the Sastras. In this case, triple S triptych. Bhagavan said, one who follows the advice of the wisdom of your culture, of your, your society, your civilization, of your ancestors, he will achieve the goal he set out to be. But who doesn't? Nasa siddhim avapnoti, nasukham. If I don't accomplish what I try to accomplish, there is no happiness, there is no sukham. I did not accomplish what I set out to be. There is no happiness. No param gatim. If I can't even get to New York right way, what is the chance of me achieving what I was going to do it in New York? I was going to go to Broadway and enjoy whatever the Islam is but I'm now in Florida. So, those who do not heed to the advice from the scriptures and the wisdom of their ancestors and the cultures, they do not accomplish anything, they have no happiness, and they cannot achieve the supreme goal of achieving bliss. In the last verse, says, Tasmat, therefore, because we have discussed all of that, we have discussed what are the, the benefits of the divine qualities, what are the pitfalls of the asuric qualities, which knowingly or unknowingly I am falling into that trap. There is nobody like me, all this achievement, I have done it because of my own smartness, not realizing how many other people had to do so many things for me, to, for me to achieve one little thing. So all these pitfalls when I, I avoid, then only I will achieve what I set out to achieve. Therefore he says, liberate yourself from the desire, anger and greed. And tasmat, therefore, sastra pramanam te karya akarya vyavasthita. Get the advice from the sastras what to be done and not to be done. There are things which I did not do, therefore I am happy. There are things which I did, therefore I am happy. There are things to be done, and there are things to be avoided. Prescribed actions and forbidden actions. The Bhagavan says, Sastra Pramanam Kurute. You do it according to the instruction in the Sastra. And for our purpose, the Sastra obviously boils down to Bhagavad Gita, because Bhagavad Gita is the essence of all those Upanishads and Vedas. He said, if Bhagavad Gita said that this will lead you to happiness and you are pursuing it, you have good chance of getting it. But Bhagavad Gita said, don't do it. And say, this is only for the Sunday class. Let me take care of it. Monday through Friday, Saturday, is something else, new. Tasmat sastram pramanam te karya akarya vyavasthitav. Organize your life in what to do and what not to do as per the prescriptions and the advice of the Sastra. Gnatva Sastra Vidhan Uktam. Knowing what the Sastra is telling me, Kartum Iha Arhasi. He doesn't say 
after your life into that. Say, here and now, in this world, act with the knowledge of what the Shastra says to be done and not to be done. And then thou shalt achieve the goal which you are set out to achieve. That's where we end at chapter 16. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om